Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Death in the Vatican. I'm Jason Horton. I'm Rebecca Lieb. And this is Ghost Town. On May 4th, 1988, Pope John Paul II is having an evening like any other, preparing for bed inside of his luxurious apartments in Vatican City. But just a hundred yards away, he hears gunshots. Jarred, the Pope would come to realize that part of the elite army that protects him would be unraveling. Alois Easterman, the newly appointed Swiss Guard commander, Easterman's glamorous ex-model wife, Gladys Meza Romero, and Cedric Tournay, a corporal in the Swiss Guard, would all be dead. While most blame the murders on the young, unstable Cedric Tournay, who killed Eastman and Romero before putting his 7mm pistol in his own mouth and pulling the trigger, the truth is far more complex, conspiratorial, and high-profile, containing theories that include the Masonic Temple, East German secret agents, and a top-secret Polish anti-communist organization. Today, we're talking about the Swiss Guard murders. At 121 acres, with a population of 453 residents, Vatican City is the smallest country in the world by both area and population. The Vatican City state is an ecclesiastical or sacerdotal monarchical, hope I said that right, jurisdiction ruled by the Pope, who, as you know, is the problematic head of the Catholic Church. We could do many, many episodes on the Pope and the Church itself— I think that might be a little too intense. For now, we're not going to focus on the Pope, but the elite army used to guard the Pope. They're called the Guardia Sfizera, or Swiss Guards. If you've ever been to Vatican City, you'll know them through their blue doublets and blue berets, or often wearing yellow, green, blue, and red striped, puffy-sleeved outfits that make them feel more like, in my opinion, jesters than guards. I don't mean to make fun of them. I just mean as a point of reference, their outfits are incredible and very memorable. 
In fact, these Renaissance-era uniforms are among the oldest uniforms in continuous use, though contrary to legend, the artist Michelangelo probably did not design them. While they're called Swiss Guards, they're actually not part of the Swiss Armed Forces at all, but are an elite military corps of around 100 soldiers employed by the Roman Catholic Church under the leadership of the Pope, siphoned off from the Swiss military. Following me? The Pontifical Swiss Guard has its origins starting in the 1400s, when Pope Sixtus made an alliance with Switzerland to create its own world's smallest army, from the best of the best Swiss Guards. The tradition continued, and today, Swiss Guards serve as personal protectors and escorts to the Pope. They're kind of the watchmen of Vatican City. As is common with any elite military unit, competition is intense for jobs in the Swiss Guard. New recruits must be at least 5 foot 8 inches tall, unmarried Roman Catholic males, and have Swiss citizenship. They must be between 19 and 30 years of age, have a high school diploma, and have completed basic training with the Swiss military. Historically, new recruits also have to prove that they were free of physical deformities and Commanding officers or officers in higher ranks were often nobles. Anyway, that's still kind of in the landscape, but not explicitly stated. So Swiss guards have been around since the 1400s, just doing their job. But a tragedy unfolds on the evening of May 4th, 1998, just behind Porta Sant'Anna, the main entrance to the Vatican. Around 9 p.m., a nun is in her second-floor apartment and hears some suspicious sounds coming from the Swiss Guard barracks. She goes to check it out, and her neighbor's door is wide open. Then she sees blood coming out of the official apartment of Alois Esterman, the brand-new commander of the Swiss Guard. He was literally appointed just a few hours before. The 43-year-old has a gunshot wound to his shoulder and face. His Venezuelan wife, Gladys Meza Romero, is also on the ground, a bullet in her torso. Next to the couple is a 23-year-old guardsman named Cedric Tournay, who has a gunshot wound to his head. Medics arrive at Esterman's, and Esterman, Romero, and Tournay are all pronounced dead at the scene. News gets to Pope John Paul and the rest of the guard that night. Trying to get on top of the bad press, a press release goes out before midnight saying, quote, the information that has emerged so far suggests Vice Corporal Cedric Tournay suffered a sudden fit of, quote, madness. The next day, around 1.30 p.m., Joaquin Navarro Valls, the Pope's press officer, appears before the media. In the crowded conference room on Villa della Concielzone, I definitely said that wrong, apologies, Valls explained very simply what had happened the night before. Vice Corporal Tournay rang Esterman's doorbell, went inside, shot the first commander and then his wife with his gun, a Sig Sauer 75 9mm pistol, before putting the barrel of the pistol in his mouth and pulling the trigger again. When asked about a possible motive, Valls reiterated the fit of madness theory. Now, this press conference did not go over well. I mean to say people did not like it. They were suspicious of having a conference without some concrete information, like forensic results or an autopsy. Why didn't the Vatican use the bigger police department around them, the Italian law enforcement, for help with such a complicated and high-profile case? Many also criticize Vall's performance and his delivery of the news. 
they thought it lacked genuine effectiveness that might come with communicating such heavy, important information. It felt too produced to people, too slick. The timing of the murders also didn't help matters. The traditional ceremonial swearing-in of the new guards was taking place that next day. Every year on May 6th, new guards get sworn in, kind of like lawyers, and the families are invited and it's a huge celebratory thing. So hundreds of Swiss guards' relatives were already on their way or there to celebrate the occasion, including Alois Esterman's parents, who were there to witness his big promotion in person. So as all of this is happening, of course, rumors start to circulate. Esterman was Tournay's superior, and the two had had friction. Tournay had been reprimanded in February because he had spent a night outside the Vatican without Esterman's permission. Because of this incident, many thought Tournay was passed over for a Benamorenti Medal of Merit, which he would have received at the May 6th swearing-in ceremony. The Benamorenti Medal of Merit is something most Swiss guards received around three years of service, exactly where Tournay was. Some believed that Tournay had committed the crime, a double murder, out of wounded honor for not receiving his expected medal, and then after he shot himself. A few days later, Tournay's mother receives a mysterious note, which she passes along to the Vatican for evidence, in addition to media outlets. It supports the idea of Tournay feeling slighted and burned. A part of it states, quote, After three years, six months, and three days of enduring all the injustices here, they denied me the one thing I wanted. Soon, a mass is held for the Esterman couple in St. Peter's Basilica, a historic first for non-clergy members. And a formal investigation begins. But for now, let's take a break. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hi, hello, how are you doing? Hello. This is the check-in. Welcome back. It's nice to see you back. Yeah. Wipe your feet on the way in. Would you like a drink, a beverage? Yeah. Hot or hotter? Yeah, which one? We only it's very have hot in here. Yeah, yeah, we only have hot, hot scalding, liquids. Scalding water or uh, boiling and scalding? So take your pick. Yeah. 
don't ever say I never offered you anything. Yeah, and if it's your first time here, you're probably thinking, what is this? What, <laughs> exactly. What's going on? Is this Why real? Mail all over the floor. What's going Does on? someone else live here? Yeah. I'm confused. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, Maybe I well, go. I got yeah. a thing. I got a thing. I got to yeah. go. But I will take that boiling hot <laughs> cup of liquid to go. Yeah. You're welcome. Well, anyway, we want to say hello to anyone who's listening, supporting the show. Thank you for spreading the good word. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. Just getting it out there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just like, you know, just everyone getting the fever, getting the ghost town fever. Yeah, it's a good fever. It's a good fever. It's a good um, fever, yeah. When you get tested for the fever and it comes up positive, it's like, whoa, awesome. It's, it's not like a yikes quarantine like situation. Your temperature will be 311.0. Oh, shit. Or 42.0. Oh, 69.6969. <laughs> yeah, pick there one. There you go. Whatever you want. Or pick none. Yeah, Dr. Ghost Town in the house. What do I trust more than the medical profession? <laughs> the government. That's right. Gotta. Got blindly. As you should. Not. What they say goes. They talk. We listen. That's right. We want to give, I guess, what you'd call a shout out mm. to the mayors. Let's do it. They, they deserve want, it. They, they deserve want, it. They want a shout out. They definitely want a shout out. I mean, less less diss tracks, more shout outs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's, po- that's a positive notion. Shout out number one <laughs> goes to... I love a numbered shout out. Yes. That makes it like... More chill and kickback. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, sure is a number. Yeah. And the barcode. <laughs> Cat Joselle. Hello. And, uh-oh, about to flip it, number two. <laughs> oh, shit. Watch out. <laughs> little Dara Rosen. A little Dara Rosenzweig. Hello. And um, plot twist, number three, Ashley Matson. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm on the edge of my seat. And hold on, our governor. You're not going to see this one coming. <laughs> number one. Number one. <laughs> You're back to number one. What? Yes. This is the truly one anarchy. and only. Listen, there can only be one governor mm-hmm. of Ghost Town. That's true. There can only be one. That's, we that's only accept one. There can only be one. Uh-huh. Even though she is technically fourth in the lineup, she's number one. She's number one, headlining <laughs> this thing. Avian Noble. So if you want no chit-chat, no ads, bonus episodes, you want to binge all the you want to binge all the previous episodes, but you don't want to hear none of the, you know, no nonsense. Yeah, cut it, cut the shit. You want no filler? You don't want that. And hopefully you also don't want the content either, but that's the only thing that's there <laughs> technically. <laughs> Head on over, just kind of mosey on over. Yeah, take your time. Just Nobody's t- watching. Yeah, or or run screaming too. <laughs> Patreon.com slash ghost town pod. Mm-hmm, that's right. That's right. Uh, you want to get back into, I guess, what we call the content? Uh, okay. Alois Esterman, the son of a farmer from Gunswil, Switzerland, joined the Swiss Guard in 1977 after getting a commerce degree in business school. He then lived in Argentina for two years, but in July 1980, he just couldn't stay away, and he rejoins the Swiss Guard as an officer, thereafter receiving promotions to major in 1983, and then to lieutenant colonel in 1987, and in 1988, he is appointed lieutenant colonel of the Swiss Guard. 
1981 is when his career has an all-time high, though, and the highest profile point as well. And most of what happens at this point is out of his hands. In 1981, Esterman is photographed bending protectively over the wounded Pope during an assassination attempt by Turkish assailant Ali Agka. The picture is published around the world, and Esterman becomes a papal darling, accompanying the Pope on more than 30 foreign trips. And at one point, the Pope referred to Esterman as, quote, a member of the family. Some speculate that this may have prompted jealousy within the Guard Corps. So back to 1998, his promotion doesn't seem surprising and feels well-deserved, but still controversial. The Vatican's seven-month search for a new commander, who by tradition must be Swiss, Roman Catholic, and of noble-ish blood, became something of an internal controversy. Esterman, who was not an aristocrat, was the favorite of the troops and was finally appointed again just hours before his own death. The long delay in nominating Colonel Esterman fueled talk among Vatican reporters that the Vatican might have known something about his private life and was perhaps reluctant to appoint him commander. The press skeptically digs into the timing of all of this, the promotion, the murders, the swearing in. It's compared in scope to the killing of Princess Diana. All sorts of theories are being spouted. Did Tournay have an affair with Esterman's wife, Gladys? Did the commander and vice corporal have a relationship themselves? Have all three become victims of a murder conspiracy, a settling of accounts within the Vatican? The rumors were flying and seem out of control until you look a little bit closer. Esterman had a strong connection to an arch-conservative secret Catholic group called Opus Dei. Opus Dei, and again, I hope I'm saying this right, is a secretive organization of priests and people who are committed to spreading Catholicism. I was surprised because I had never heard of it, again, doing this podcast and learning more and more about secret societies as we do this podcast throughout the years, so that speaks to something. The group, which again is very real, they have a Wikipedia page, have members all over the world. Some say they're appointed by the Pope himself. Esterman's involvement may have promoted Esterman's rise through the ranks as well. Several international newspapers have reported that Esterman was infiltrated into the Vatican as an East German agent and had obtained information in the 1980s under the codename Werder. The spy story certainly makes headlines, and again, the affiliation to the secret society, but none of this can ever be substantiated with any proof. Nine months after the murders take place, Gianluigi Marioni, the investigating judge of the murders within the Vatican Tribunal, presents his final report on the case. In the report, he references forensic doctors, special police, 38 witness testimonies, and numerous pieces of information from various other official agencies. The old theories turn out to be the new results. Tournay was clearly the shooter, as evidenced by his wounds and patterned bloodstains on his gloves. Tournay was young, highly intelligent, with a complex personality. Polite, people say, but also kind of uninhibited and often disrespectful. Tournay murdering his superior and his superior's wife is yet again in the report described in figurative terms as a, quote, short circuit, possibly caused by regular use of cannabis and or a cyst the size of a pigeon egg discovered in his brain. 
After Marioni's report, the Esterman murders are considered closed. But Tornay's mother, however, will not let it go. She is convinced that her son is innocent, the victim of a bigger plot against him. She demands to see files and points out inconsistencies that she herself has discovered in her own inquiry into the murders. For example, shortly after Tournay's body is brought to Switzerland, she had Tournay's body examined by forensic pathologist Thomas Krompacher, a genius in the field. And she also has that farewell letter, that suicide note, which she gave to the Vatican, and after the investigation, the Vatican gave back to her. Now, this is an important piece of evidence. She had it examined by a handwriting expert. The address, form of address, and wording did not match her son's handwriting. The signature is missing, and the stationery used was only available to the Vatican Secretariat of State, and not to a Swiss guard. She finally gets help from two high-profile French lawyers, Jacques Verger and Luc Brossolet. Verger is known as, quote, the devil's advocate because he reps people who need some serious repping. He's represented Algerian bombers, Nazis, and serial killers. The Esterman case, Verges insists, is, quote, teeming with legal mischief. The Paris lawyers claim Cedric Tournay was murdered in cold blood and accuse the Vatican of, quote, a strategy of cover-up and concealment. Meanwhile, the Vatican has no interest in reopening the investigation. In 2009, the attempt to open proceedings in Switzerland and in the Vatican fails. The Vatican, as well, will not show the public their files on the investigation at any point, which feeds the fire of conspiracy, because of course it does. Some of these conspiracies include, number one, a document called Bougie de Sang in Vaticano, written in 1999 by a group of Quote, Vatican ecclesiastics and lays who cannot continue to avail, within their silence, official truth told by the Vatican. This document suggests that Esterman was killed in the course of a supposed struggle between Opus Dei and the Masonic parties within the Vatican hierarchy, both attempting to annex the Swiss Guard. Then there's another document, edited by a man named Fabio Croce, This document attests that Esterman, Romero, and Tournay are all murdered by a, quote, Vatican killer due to Esterman's intimate knowledge of all the goings-on of Vatican City. In his 2008 book, Porteri Forti, Ferrucci Pinato asserts that Esterman repeatedly traveled to Poland in 1981 to coordinate the arrival of military equipment from Scandinavia, a representative of the Catholic Church supporting the Catholic Polish anti-communist organization Solidarity. So that's a mouthful. But again, fueled conspiracy. Who is his allegiance? What is he representing to the Catholic Church? Meanwhile, in a piece published in 2004 called Legent Secret to Vatican, journalists Victor Guttard and Marcus Wolf a former member of the East German secret police, declared that Esterman had been a member of the East German police since 1979, plotting against the Pope. In 2006, British journalist John Fulane did a deep dive into the case, writing a book called City of Secrets, The Truth Behind the Murders of the Vatican. This is a pretty comprehensive source. Um, I got a lot of the information on this podcast from this book. Fulane dismisses speculation that Esterman, his wife, and Tournay were murdered by an external fourth party, or that Esterman was a spy for the former East German government. 
Philane believes Cedric Tournay did indeed kill his commander and the commander's wife before killing himself. Reportedly, Tournay found this time in the Swiss Guard old-fashioned and stuffy and resented the traditions and the pomp of the post. According to Philane, Tournay turned to his superior, Alois Esterman, for companionship, and the two had a sort of affair, a romantic affair. Philane goes on to say that their relationship implodes when he realizes Esterman has betrayed him. Esterman's close link to the Opus Dei movement and his final refusal to award the Benamorenti Medal for three years' service led to more aggravation in Tournay's limited world, and his decision to kill his boss and lover, and Esterman's wife, the poor woman caught in the crosshairs, was finalized. In 2009, an Italian lawyer requested access to the Vatican court documents, but was denied. So until we get some admission by someone who knows something from one of these notoriously tight-lipped organizations, or the Vatican lets people actually see the files and look more into the case, we might not get any concrete answers. At least answers that don't align with the formal investigation of the Swiss Guard murders as officially sanctioned by the Vatican city-state. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.